Nas Amin Amin Ya Rabbil Alamin Assalamu Alaikum Rahmatullah Wa Barakatuhu We speak of this life and the next life. We speak of the time before this earthly body occurred and the time after this body as we know it disappears. Well, if we are talking about times before, during, and after this body, we must consider what is the function of this body in our existence and who or what were we before this body and who or what are we after this body because we're all very conscious of the fact that people die even though we may not truly cognate that fact especially when it comes to ourselves we do see it uh, whether or not it impacts us and has an effect on us to make us realize that the same thing is going to happen to us is another question but the point is we've all seen it and we all know it happens <coughs> all of the religions to a degree speak about what happens next and we've all had conjecture about what happens next um, some uh, more attuned um, than others. If you've ever gone uh, to a doctor and had a checkup, you've had something called an electrocardiogram. Now, the first word in that is interesting an electrocardiogram. They take an electronic pulse of you and they see how the electronic currents are running through your system and through this measure of the electricity running through you they're able to determine uh, something about your cardio fitness and your cardio capabilities but it happens electrically well that should be a pretty clear indication that there's something electrical going on inside of ourselves we have electronic impulses going on inside of ourselves. So, you've also heard people talk about auras, that uh, people give off an aura. Uh, some people are capable of seeing them. Uh, some machines are capable of uh, taking pictures of them. 
and they take pictures of people and their auras. We also know that we, our body, is made up of elements in the same way that the entire earth is made up of elements. And these elements have atomic particles and subatomic particles. And for those of you who've uh, read a little bit about quantum mechanics, you know that the extent of subatomic particles is sometimes beyond imagination. You could have an electron uh, attached to a nucleus that might be close to it, and you might have another electron from the same nucleus that's 50 miles away, even though it's functioning as part of something that appears to be visually in our ability to visualize right here. Uh, what's all this about? And where am I getting to? I'm getting to the point that there's much more to what's going on with each of us than we can see through our physical eyes and that we can comprehend through our imaginations. My teacher, Balma Hayadeen, used to say that we have this part of us inside of ourselves that is eternal, but it can corrode. And he compared it to the terminals on a battery. Uh, and the fact that if you watch the terminals on a battery, you can see a kind of crust develop on them, and there's a corrosion. And after a while, it doesn't function because of that corrosion. Now, imagine yourself as a being made up of subatomic particles uh, that can't be seen, that has a current running through it. And imagine that what goes on with our physical body and the things that we do with our physical body have an effect on this non-visual body that exists inside of us. And let's use a kind of measure uh, to indicate what's going on. Uh, I was at a Sufi conference re recently where a man gave a talk about measuring, in a way, the resonance that was coming out of people. And they found that they had either higher energies or low energies. And the people with higher energies were the people who had the most peace and were at the most uh, calm with themselves and the most at unity with their surroundings. And the people with the lowest energies were the people with the least peace in their being and who were angry and not calm 
in their existence. Now, we've all sat here and talked about things that we can't measure, things that we can't see that we know affect us. And we've called these the qualities. Love can't be seen. You can't quantify love. You can see its effect. You can see its effect on the person carrying it, and you can see its effect on what happens to people near it when it's given. But you can't see love. Imagine that each one of these qualities had an effect on your resonance. Think of your emotions as resonance. Think of the way that you feel at a certain point in time as your vibratory nature. And think about the fact that the qualities that you are involved in have an effect on your vibratory nature. So, if you're angry, it has a certain effect on your vibratory nature. And the nature of anger thrown at you has an effect on your vibratory nature. That was just a little example. Now, we didn't do anything to anybody. We just screamed at a moment when you didn't expect it. And it was an angry sounding scream. And it affected our vibratory nature. Bawa used to say that when you point something at somebody else, you feel the impact of it. And what occurred to me one day is that if you point a finger at somebody, you're pointing three fingers at yourself. So, if you're exuding anger, who is the carrier of that anger? Where does it reside? You think that your animosity is being focused outside of you. The truth is, it's being carried inside of you. And it's affecting your vibratory nature. It's affecting this subatomic or non-atomic eternity that exists within you. There's an effect on your soul by how you act. And it makes your soul either corroded or pure. The corroded soul falls down seven levels. The pure soul rises up seven levels, maybe more. The point is that we should be really conscious of the involvement that we have in this physical body and the impact that it has on our eternal 
self. And that relationship is really very, very distinct and clear. And if you want to save yourself, don't be involved with things that are corrosive. And it's not difficult to figure out what things are corrosive, what qualities are corrosive, what activities are corrosive. Bawa once indicated that if someone speaks ill of someone else, the one speaking ill of that person takes on the karma of that person and relieves him of inappropriate acts that he's done during his life. And there's a story about Bawa coming up to a man in Jaffna, which was uh, the city that he lived in, and th this man had a reputation of bad-mouthing Bawa all over town, and Bawa gave him 50 rupees, which was a lot of money. And somebody asked him, why'd you do that? You know what he does. He said, I was paying him for the benefit he's giving to me. Now, a holy man said this. It wasn't just anybody who said this. That means that on the subatomic level, there are laws that occur and influences that occur and acts that occur that are quite the opposite of what we think they are. Just as in quantum mechanics, the laws of regular physics, of the physics of large things, don't apply. Uh, Newtonian physics, uh, the rules of Newtonian physics, don't apply to quantum mechanics. So, in the world of physical manifestation, you think if you, 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 you slander somebody, you're doing, them, you're doing them evil, you're doing them harm. That's the right word. You're doing them harm. But on the subatomic level, you're not doing them harm. You're doing them a positive. You're doing yourself harm. That which you see is not what actually happens. Something else happens entirely. We need to shift our focus from this world of physical things to an understanding of the more subtle things that go on in our existence. And we need to be able to understand that score isn't kept by what occurs in the physical world. Score is kept in an entirely different way. And it's not as if someone were watching and keeping results. The results are self-made and or self-inflicted. So we are either corroding ourselves or allowing the light to come into us 
and becoming stronger as a subatomic being. Can you handle this kind of thinking? There was a uh, line I used last week where uh, a sheikh had said, the reward for a good deed is that you do another one. And the punishment for a sin is that you do another one. This is basic quantum mechanics. Mm. One set of circumstances leads to the next in an orderly fashion. These guys were physicists. And these guys understood the world of illusion and the world behind illusion and how it functioned. We need to be very, very aware of the impact that our actions have on our eternal being. Not through an outside force, but through our own self. We have to learn to take responsibility for what we do. Why do we pray? For ourselves. To make us more. Does Allah need our prostrations or do we need our prostrations? Does Allah need our zikr or do we need our zikr to purify our inner being? We've been given the formulas for purification. We've been given the methodology for purification. The zikr has a vibratory nature to it. And when we use this vibratory nature, we change our vibration. We need to understand our involvement with holiness. The reason for it and what it does for us. And why we need to be involved with holy texts, holy people, holy words, holy rituals, and holy actions. Because they make us holier. And by becoming holier, you begin to make your momentum a holy momentum. And bring yourself on the straight path from the crooked road. It straightens us out and we need to be straightened. We need to go in that direction. So we are in charge of steering our destiny. We are in charge of light coming through us or darkness coming through us. We have been made a khalif by Allah. And what are we a khalif over? The first thing 
that you need to be a khalif over is your own existence. Because you can't do anything right until you do yourself right. So, before we can be responsible to others, we need to be responsible to ourselves. And, if we're appropriately responsible to ourselves, then we can become appropriately responsible to others. And we can aid others in their holiness. We can aid others in their path. We can give off a vibratory resonance that people who come into the purview of it can be affected by. Bawa said that when you met a real Sufi, you could tell him by the vibration he gave off from all of the zikr and all of the prayer and all of the positive things he did. Imagine, if you can, back to the time that you walked into Bawa's room and he was sitting there. There was something different about that space than the space outside of that area. Why? Because there was a different vibration going on there from a holy being. And that holy being influenced a large area around him. Now, imagine if there were lots of holy beings each influencing areas around them. People wouldn't understand what was going on, but they'd begin to change. Without words. Without compulsion. Things would alter. So, what do we believe? Do we believe that our country is protected by armies and diplomats and soldiers? Or will we believe that our country is protected by the ones who are holy, who give off a vibratory message to the world that keeps things in place? We need to begin to really encounter our belief systems. And we, may, we, we need to begin to encounter our own vibratory nature. Anger can't be justified. Anger can't be righteous. Anger is anger. And if you are carrying anger, no matter what your justification, you are corroding your resonance. Arrogance can't be justified. Jealousy can't be justified. None of the qualities that, don't, that, that are contrary to Allah can be justified. And each one of them, if you carry them, will corrode your eternity. Be careful. That which you carry may go off and shoot you in the foot. 
So if you're loaded for bear, the bear you're going to catch is yourself. We need to really understand what's going on inside of ourselves. We have been conditioned by a world who only knows the world. We've been taught Newtonian physics as if that was reality. And the give and take that we see in the world is Newtonian. It's not real. There's an underlying reality that's going on. And that's why the great ones call this illusory. Because what you're seeing isn't what's happening. Learn to look with the eye within the eye, hear with the ear within the ear, smell with the nose within the nose, and taste with the tongue within the taste. Our sensory capabilities are incredibly limited. We need to be able to feel in new ways, understand in new ways. And Allah has to help us accomplish this and our intention must, tor must turn towards becoming pure. May Allah help us in this path. Amin. Amin. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.